0: fantasy
1: six-pack hour with your hosts, Joe Bob
0: and A.J. Appleby.
1: Welcome to the fantasy six-pack hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of fantasy 6 With me, as usual, my co-host, AJ Abergarth. What's going on, man?
2: Uh, not too much, not too much. Pretty. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm half and half on the uh, the Michigan State laws. Uh, I had them uh, in my, didn't matter my, to me. <laughs> my, my one pool for uh, the bracket. Um, but I also won $100 on the blocks for getting the halftime score of eight, three, and then, or three, eight, maybe. And then the, uh, the final score also of the opposite. So I was like, "Hmm, cool, I'll take it.
1: Well, that's nice. And when you, when you can win a hundred bucks, I will take losing a, uh, a random game in a, in a bracket challenge any day. Um, my brackets were pretty horrible in the first couple rounds. That game didn't matter to me at all. Uh, the only thing that's going to possibly save me is I have three of my final four left and my final left, so that could be a huge point gain if that all hits. But let's be real, that yeah, ain't. But it's so, hit. That's probably not going to happen. So um, <laughs> I was, I almost had all four, and then who was it? Um, uh, Marquette lost late into the yeah. like the Sunday game and I, the Sunday game, Two. and I was like Michigan yeah, I'm like, damn Michigan State, go away. Um, so had had they won, Marquette that is, I would have had all four, which would have been sweet, and I would have been sitting pretty, but not, mm-hmm, not so mm-hmm. much because I don't know of a lot of people that have the same Final Four as me with Marquette, uh, Bama, Texas, and Gonzaga.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought it was pretty unique but still good. So I I went with it. Although I will say we did not mention this last week. We we completely botched because you know we might have been drinking before the show because you were at my house. Uh, But UVA, suck it, yeah. (laughs) I mentioned it. We 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 did not. After the show, we totally we were like, oh man, we forgot to say it's on the Uh, show. hmm. Yeah, you don't remember that either. So yeah, last week was kind of bad. Remember. No, you don't. Anyway, that's cool. All right, guys. So tonight we're going to be talking about some – doing some spring training analysis, some spring training wrap-up, covering some of the performances that are going on, You know, some guys that we're kind of watching because they're coming back from injury or they're in position battles, that kind of stuff. So uh, very important things as your drafts are approaching this weekend, early next week. Um, Season is right around the corner. Everybody is a week away, so – Time to cram the for your, for the test. So before we jump into things though, just want to remind everybody to hit that subscribe button, hit those like buttons, leave us those five-star ratings, leave those comments. We love it and uh, it helps us out tremendously. And then also, if your drafts are coming up, make sure you go over to fantasy6pack.net. Check out our plans. We've got an all-access plan, which is the entire site, every sport that we have. But right now, obviously, baseball is the focus. We've got our draft cheat sheets. We've got our most accurate rankings. Keith Lott is the number one ranker, according to the Fantasy Pros. I'm number six. Travis Argo is number ten. We are the only site to have three in the top ten. So nobody else can say that. So go there, and you get our Full rankings there between the th- between the three of us, and then to put the cherry on top, we we brought in uh, Tim McCullough, who between the years of 2017 and 2019, when he ranked pretty heavily, he was the number one ranker between those three years combined. So that is pretty phenomenal over there. So go ahead and check that out. Go to slash uh, plans and use promo code F6PMLB for 15% off. It's going to be in the show description and, and all the show notes there, so get that. And then, you know, it, may, it might be too late for you to for to join this year because, you know, drafts are happening this weekend and the early next week. But just in case or, or if you're looking for something different next year, you guys got to move your leagues to fan tracks. It's, it's the best place to play, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. AJ, I usually say it every week. Why don't you give a few words on it, man?
2: Yeah, I guess I can take the uh, take the reins, because you usually just jump right in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love Fantrax. Uh, the first Dynasty League uh, for baseball that I ever did, I played on Fantrax. And I was amazed by just the span of this player pool that they have. Uh, and the best part about it is, if you know of a guy that's randomly not in their player pool, you send them an email, they jump right on it, they add the guy, um, so it's there. I mean, it's, it's like top notch customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have good news updates and everything with the players as well. So, dude, I like fan way more than, you know, the old ESPN or Yahoo. It's just, it's just a better site. Uh, way more options to set your league up and to really customize it to what yep. you want. Um and, and you don't always have to pay for some of these options, which is nice. You don't have to pay for most of them. Some of the some of yeah, them really like obscure there are some, ones. There are some yes. randos, but it, even those are are really cool too. So yeah, if you don't mind uh springing for a few extra bucks or you know tacking it into the buy-in for the for your league mates, just just do it. Just stop wasting your time with these other sites. Fantrax is the way to go.
1: Absolutely. And by the way, they are they are. They, they, they're they doing it this year. They did it last year. So I'm sure next year, if you're, if you're trying to switch your league over to the same thing. They do tons of giveaways. This year is uh, a signed Vlad Guerrero jersey. And nice. they're giving away your whole league gets to go to a game of their choice this MLB season. So that's, that's pretty phenomenal stuff. So, all right. Well, we have spent enough time on all of that. Let's do our beer of the week.
2: Mm, beer. What you got, man? Well, because you twisted my arm, I was oh. not going to drink tonight uh, and take a take a And month then you
1: stuff. went with this.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> hey, go back go home, man. Wow. Uh, like I said, you twisted my arm, so I uh, I'm going with the Black Flag Brewing Company's. You can't skip lunch. It's the 10.1%er triple IPA. Oh my god. So goodness. you're welcome. You went you this went, from, will be went from
1: I'm going to take the night off to a triple. Did I really twist I your arm? That doesn't feel like it.
2: I mean, you could have had one of your high-lifes.
0: <laughs> I, I
2: could. Yeah. I, maybe I still will because Thursdays don't count according to you. So <laughs> Don't rat me out. All right. <laughs> Heather's watching this going,
1: Joe, damn you. <laughs> All right. So I am drinking a Nepenthe, as you finally told me what it's pronounced officially alpaca ruckus triple ipa as well uh oh. pretty cool can art by all of their stuff yeah. here so i, I like it. it i don't think it really means anything it's just kind of cool
2: looking um but Isn't it gave alpaca's this a four out of five fracas? on untapped or is it ruckus
1: So i said ruckus
2: oh okay i had it well i had one there obviously when i was there last weekend but ruckus huh i think they had another one that was alpacas fracas uh i think I like
1: that you're right i think you're right actually but uh i don't know whatever i got this one because all right so all right let's move it along here and bring in our guest of honor mr mike curlin co-owner of gaining the edge he writes for the athletic and fantasy pros he hosts the bases
3: loaded pod this guy does everything he is awesome
1: and welcome back to the show man happy to have you here
3: i'm busy i love my one i like my annual visit for a stream training <laughs> stuff it's <laughs> to be fair i mean it is what i'm known for these days the the spring training everything yeah tracker uh, that thing is phenomenal by the the the, it's just yeah it's i it was funny as i do like something similar all season long like not the tracker itself but the written content the write-ups i do them like Mm -hmm. three or four times a week for the patreon which i was shameless plug patreon.com slash at gte fantasy and um where we Plug have different away. tiers and all that uh, but yeah that's that's where I've been that's where I did them last year people seem to like them so I brought it back this year brought some friends with me and we're having a lot of fun so it's awesome all... man yeah that's but it's I do it all season long it's actually it's just like I said it's funny that people know me for spring training but I do the same thing I wanted to show something off since you guys have drinks I don't have drinks but I have this I don't have a drink but I do have this amazing awesome coaster someone oh, made nice. me it's like a, it's, it's Gary me Sheffield? like yeah Gary Sheffield yeah. wow that's oh, wow. pretty cool. I like and that. So yeah, I thought I'd share that because I don't have anything to drink, but you can tell you can tell it's getting kind of old because it's turning yellow. This yeah. was clear once upon a time. But some, back when I used it's like to the tra- old, it's like the old uh, bar
1: tables that they put yeah. the laminate over top. Like after yeah. a while, they just get like yellow.
3: Yeah, that's that's, that's and pretty, that's pretty much it. But yeah, so I wanted to share that because uh, it was back when I used to tra- uh, collect cards, and I met some people. And one guy used to make these for fun, and I kind of I just traded him a card he wanted for one of these. And it was just a cool thing we did. Just it was a fun community. If if you meet the right people in the right in any community, you kind of have a good time, you know. Yeah. And that no, was kind absolutely. of so. I just want to show, I want to show that off because you guys have the drinks, but I got the coaster, so you know, it kind of works. Yeah. Two peas I, in a pod. Like it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
3: Well, well, in this case, three peas in a pod. We'll make an have, exception. All
2: right. Yeah, I've uh, I, I've been uh, arm twisted again. Um, not so heavily into starting collecting cards again. So, I don't know. It's just, such an but addiction. I, I just have, just like, spend money. so Hiles yeah. <laughs> over here. Back in here. Hidden away. <laughs> just waiting for whatever random rookie cards oh. I have to somehow hit. <laughs> All right. Let's get into
1: the spring training analysis. And, uh, AJ, I'll let you start it off.
2: All right. Sounds good. Uh, well, I guess first tonight. First. Yeah. Well, <laughs> first to. Uh, Feeling yeah. generous. Yeah, what what's what's with that? I don't what know. did you what happened to you this week? Nothing. Um <laughs> He my, has a guest. He's trying my, to show my, off for the guest. My, my yeah, house exactly. is sick and I'm tired. Usually I you don't that. let me talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right. Spring training analysis here. Um we mentioned that you have the lineup tracker and everything. Uh, but first off, what do you pay attention to most in spring when you're trying to evaluate the different players? Um and their value for this upcoming season. Um, like how much stock do you put into the spring training performance? So not much at all. And that's like counterintuitive because all
3: we know in baseball we're taught to hey, let's look at stats, let's let's break them down. And meanwhile, what I'm looking for, it's actually often player specific. Uh, for example, with Joe Adele, he's last I look, he's striking out way too much this spring and this again these guys are facing triple-a pitching double-a pitching even sometimes and if a guy like that with those types of strikeout issues comes in to 2023 spring training and still continues to struggle with strikeouts I'm not I'm inclined to think that that's a continue continuing issue however a guy like Kelnick, for instance he's not striking out as much and he's having a huge spring people are over are hyping it up and getting really excited, but people like it's almost like people forget that he was a top prospect. Kelnick has the tools, nobody should be questioning that. So, someone like him, I'm watching strikeout rates, but he's also striking out. I think it was like 22% of the time I looked at it today. And Kelnick never really has issues with strikeouts against minor league pitching, which is what majority of these guys are facing. Mm-hmm. So, even even with him, it's hard to really take away, but it's still encouraging to see a guy like that, you know, come off a down season or a couple seasons, hasn't really figured it out, and to see Kelnick get off to a hot start it's very encouraging but even then it's still it's more like a hey let's make a note of this a lot of this is just like hey let's let's play attention to this and let's see what's happening but we have stat cast data finally so it's kind of nice that we can get it's we get right. like a lot we get a lot nice. of uh and it's a lot more consistent not every park has it yet which I'm sure will happen over the next couple of years but we're getting Max exit velocities we're getting um we're getting access to like pitch velocities pitch mixes and different and different stuff like that so for pitchers it's there's a lot of like hey let's keep an eye on this because this velocity is up or down and this, this player looks like he's doing a new pitch. How's it performing? So it's more, like I said, it's more specific to player. It's player to player based on what stats I'm looking for, but the time stats matter, if they're, if stats do matter, it's when there's a position battle. So, and we'll get into some of those as well. So Mm -hmm. that's really what Mm -hmm. I'm looking for. It really is a team by team player by player. It really does change. So that's why I realized over the years, it's, To just sit there and look at who's batting where, that's just a small part of a huge puzzle. But that doesn't matter too, because, for instance, Matt Vierling can possibly lead off. And who, like, Matt Vierling plays baseball still? Yeah. He was traded to the the Tigers, and um, him and Nick Matone have roles entering the year and Virling was expected to be a short side platoon guy but he could even factor into leading off slash playing more so every day than we expected maybe still getting reps because he was done with injury but stuff like that kind of catches your attention and a lot of this is like deeper league stuff we real- I, i'm realizing i'm finding a lot more deeper league value in this con- this information because you're finding the guys that are fringe players guys that are not quite making the cut or just might make the cut players like oscar kolos who have gained hype and aren't yes. exactly no, no names, but a guy like him, you're watching. Well, can he outperform sheets? How oh, when him and sheets are in the lineup together, who's playing right field? Because that's the spot that's really up for grabs, right mm. field slash DH and Colos is, but colos is not on the 40 man. So you see how deep this goes per player. It's yeah, it's yeah. wild. And um, this is stuff I'm trying to and I'm trying to monitor as much as I can. And what I mean by that is I go team by team looking at all this stuff. I keep trying I keep tabs, of everyone's 40 man, everyone's roster moves, who's hitting where, who's playing where, and try to get an idea. The best i try, try to give myself and everyone who obviously follows my work the best idea of what they can expect entering the year and try to attack the early part of the season things change so rapidly in baseball injuries happen yes. but i also keep tabs of hey this injury happens this is the next man up like trevor Larnick. yeah he's had i tweeted about him today he had a he's having a really strong spring that's not the big deal the big deal is is that paired with the strong spring there's a lot of p- paths to playing time right now entering the year for that Twins team dealing with a bunch of injuries. So you look, and that's the type, type, type of thing you want to know. Who's the fourth outfielder? Like Alex Call for the Washington Nationals. Having all this information on top of mind, not even as an analyst, but as a player, just benefits me because now I have I have all these players I know to have. A, I have a I call them watchlist warriors. It's a cliche, cheap, cheesy name, but it's what I come up with because that's what us content creators do. We come up with cheap, cheesy names for things or little, little ideas anyway, I'm tangent. tangent. The Adderall's wearing off, don't mind me. Um <laughs> so really quick, the feeling. But, but it's uh but it's one of those things where it's uh I forgot. See, I even forgot where we are going. But yeah, it's just one of those things where having those names, having those names really benefits you more than you realize from both sides of the coin, and it really keeps you sharp. And when people are asking you questions, when you're doing a podcast, prep isn't even necessary at this point. I just have all the information and now I'm just rambling right. and bragging, so we can move on.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and,
3: and, and Dap is awesome. He, he's kidding. Uh, does he
1: play first base? Because of, of course, uh, Hoskins. Uh, uh, he
3: did. I think he actually. Uh, it's funny. Say he, Bierling, he did. Yeah. I think he. he I think he actually played third base today for the. Uh, the problem is, is they also traded. Talk uh, because Hoskins out for the year with ACL. They trade the Phillies traded him. So oh, that's uh, right, have, not even on. He's on the. <laughs> He's on the Tigers yeah. on the yeah,
1: yeah, now. Him that's and Nick Matone. Yeah. And, he used to be Phillies, yeah. right? I was like, holy crap! I didn't yeah, and then yeah, he and then
2: got a nice little run last year with. Yeah, you know, some playing and he time has... because of Harper being out. Mm-hmm.
3: And Verling has tools. So, like, there mm-hmm. are so he has a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, it's just a matter of him putting it together. And no yeah. better place to have an opportunity than Detroit. There's yeah. not really anything stopping him from getting that yeah. run. That's mm-hmm. and so, but but um mm-hmm. the name to watch for in Philadelphia is Derek Hall. Yep. Huge power back, yep. big time bopper, but there's some swing and miss concerns, not as much in the minors, but last year in AAA or sorry, last year when he yep. came up, it was like a 30 plus percent strikeout rate for Derek Hall. So Hall's a guy though. Um, he should slot right into the middle of that lineup lefty bat and has a lot of thump might platoon, but it's the strong side as lefty yeah. hitter. So mm-hmm. all things considered though, that team's getting real thin real quick. You might see Eduardo Mundo yeah. Sosa Ooh. making a difference. It's going to be,
1: yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, there's a lot of hype around the team with the trade Turner signing, but maybe the losing is lesser. Oop, I just kicked my camera. Um, Trying to stretch my knee out because it's about to like lock on me. That's awesome. Oh, that's old man news here. Um, yeah, yeah no, it, it, go back to what you were saying. Like, you know, you don't want to put too much stock <laughs> into the spring, but it, it's it's watching the right things, and and it's you know some of the same things that we say about football for those of you who play fantasy football too. Like preseason, yeah, you know, do I care that so quarterback such and such quarterback went out and only completed like four of 10 passes for 80 yards or for, you know, 30 yards and not even a touchdown. Not really. I kind of want to see, you know, these position battle guys, like the the third or second or third receivers, like who, who on these teams that don't have a lot of depth, like I want to see those guys. And that's what you were talking about, Mike. So, um, Moving over, moving over here to maybe some things that we are paying more a little closer attention to is guys returning from injury and kind of how they're performing, and and these are things that that I kind of look at when I look at spring, and of course these are some really big names that I'm mentioning here, but Jacob Degrom, right, Chris Sale, Tatis, Chisholm, Bryant, Chris Bryant. Um, these are all guys that are coming back from injury. And for me, like, and, and you could probably list a bunch of other guys as well. I just kind of threw five out there, but for me, like what I'm wondering with you is, <clears throat> do you, do you care as much about, you know, uh, evaluating these guys coming back from injury to making sure that they're like kind of back in form for one. And then like with some of these guys that I mentioned, um, are you buying them at their current ADP knowing that there is, fairly
3: good injury history risk with all five of these guys so it really is player specific so again a guy like Tatis uh what caught what caught my attention was the very first game that he finally made an appearance this spring he stole a base no one is going to recklessly run in spring training unless they a have a green light and b are healthy and that's so that right there spoke to me as like, and that's the type of thing I'm looking for. Not necessarily how good they perform. Obviously Tatis is, uh, he's been out of baseball for like what a year and a half. It feels like it's probably been about that long. <laughs> it's been oh, a while. Yeah. yeah. Between see, the his injuries like shoulder and, uh, and a wrist, right? So well, he, like and he had both of them, he had them both fixed though. He had both of them surgically repaired with that said, does that mean he's going to turn back into form? That's to be determined. He is showing a little bit of power, a little bit of speed this spring. You know, he did have the home run, but he only has two extra base hits out of 10 hits. He has three stone bases, so he is running, and he's still showing a solid overall approach to the plate and everything else. So Tatis, I'm not really too concerned about. He has – I don't think PEDs were the reason for the talent. He's one of those guys that didn't need PEDs and the talent was still going to be there type of thing. Almost like Barry Bonds didn't ever need a PEDs to be a Hall of Famer. Not saying Tatis right. is going to be. Not, to, I hate to put them in the same conversation because they're not there, but Tatis is just a freak athlete and an overall mm. just a great player. I don't think I – don't, I don't put PEDs as the reason behind him being good. It's just a matter of there is risk there with health. But the skill set there is so tantalizing. And if you are a projections person, my projections were spitting him out as like a top earner at his position, even with everything. Because he's missing 20 games to start the year. Yeah. So you have to keep that in mind, too. You have to be willing to stash him. Um, he's going like early to mid-second, sometimes the first and then deeper format. Um, I have a couple. I think I have at least one share. I only have like six teams, so I'm not drafting a whole lot this year like compared to usual. So I am ha- not opposed to him but I like him in shallower formats where that where it's easier to make up the uh the difference while he's out but at the end of the day if he comes back and is what we expect him to be the issue is is if he is going to miss time tati again we're speaking about tati specifically here if he is going to miss time he's already starting up starting off behind the eight ball cuz he's already missing time so it's kind of like yeah. compounding a little bit of added risk cuz now he can't he, yeah, you really need him to miss even less time than you can already bake in for him missing, just because he plays so aggressive. Again, yeah, stealing stealing three bases in spring is not nothing. I I'm encouraged by the health, given I, the fact that we've seen a little bit of power. That we're i are seeing him run. I do I do like the the fact that he's running, but the why I kind of pointed out the fact that it was
1: a shoulder and a wrist, right? I, if I'm, if yes. I'm remembering right, those low, were the, so the running doesn't surprise me, right? Like, it surprised me more last year when we saw Acuna running more than his power I because ACL. Of ACL. Yeah. Like, you were like, really? Okay, that's different. I thought it would have been kind of the opposite. But I guess, you know, power comes from the legs too, so whatever. That being said, with Tatis, the fact that he's not being able to connect and and have more extra base hits, you know, more home runs, etc., that's where I sort of get concerned with him. And I kind of wonder if the power is going to take maybe, like, a whole half of a season for him to like start ramping back up, maybe even fully into next season till we finally see the real Tatis come back unless he gets injured again, which is fairly, very possible. But um, that's where, that's where I worry with Tatis is, is is the power um, aspect of
3: his game. You're not wrong to power to question that. And honestly, that's, that's fair to question because you you're right. It's upper body. The reason why I think stealing bases matters is because all these guys don't slide. Yeah, right, they all slide, slide. Head first. <laughs> they slide head first and they slide rather recklessly. Yeah. And um, that's where that's where I'm that's where I'm kind of putting it at. Like he's risking a jammed shoulder, a jammed sure. wrist, a jammed hand on the base, and all that stuff. That's the type of thing. It's like again, it's just added risk to body parts that can get injured while stealing bases in meaningless Absolutely. baseball. And that's where that's why I'm saying it speaks to his health. But you're right. It the power is what we want to see come back. It hasn't been there yet, but it could lead to more stolen bases granted. Everyone's expecting stolen bases to go up this year, so maybe that's not a good thing. Yeah. I I just don't I'm not overly concerned. I just I believe in him as an athlete as a whole. And I think that's again, it's it really is league specific. I don't like to take him too much too much like in a 15-teamer or stuff like that just because there's less room for error but again like at 12 where he can easily be the best player on your roster while also you get something really good to hold over if he gets injured again or and during the first 20 games it's easier to kind of manage him there so yeah, uh, the, the the risk is is a lot less what about these pitchers the grom and sale like what are you
1: thinking <laughs> about them like i mean there's the grom <laughs> Excuse me the grom is still going super early like Fourth, yeah. fifth, third, fourth, fifth round, right? If not, you know, around there, sales going a lot later. People are just like, I'm out on sale. Like, it's been long enough, right? Degrom is still, it's been long enough with Degrom too. If people really like, he's been on the mound off and on, just a lot more off than on <laughs> over the last three seasons. I don't so like, know. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. What? So, like, what's your thoughts on these guys? And I know Degrom's only pitched like what once this spring so far sales pitch three outings so far some good some bad you know I, i'm kind of hit or miss with these guys I, I, projections for me say de is way better and i know he is way better at this point but i'm kind of out of them like
3: i'm letting others take like jump on that grenade and i might i might lose out but i i'm all, i'm out so DeGrom is kind of in that conversation with Tatis in terms of having the potential. And DeGrom, I don't think anyone's going to argue, is the best play, a pitcher per inning. Like in mm-hmm. a, per like if you want one pitcher on the mound for one inning to win you a game, it's DeGrom. Nobody's arguing that. Real life aspect, DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball. And that's another thing that no one can argue. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. It's just that simple. However, he is still going in the second round of like 15 teamers. Um, yeah. Late second, early third and twelves. And he might even creep up just because the hype is building up, especially that we see him throw a healthy outing. Uh, here's the thing. You give me 120, 130 innings of Jacob deGrom, if that's all you get out of him, that's still probably a top-five pitcher in fantasy, just how good he is. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. So there it goes Maybe back top to 15, your – top-15, but yeah. yeah you, but still, okay, top-15, you're drafting guys. When you draft a pitcher in the top-five, top-ten, like – pitchers overall you're hoping for a top 15 guy essentially in return like you, you you're getting them you're taking them with the idea of they're going to return value there or be close to it yeah so even if he, even if he's top 15 say he's the 15th 16th <clears throat> heck fringe top 20 the fact that you know he could have been top three if he stayed healthy um but you're getting him as like the sixth seventh eighth pitch off the board even that's where it gets kind of interesting so um i don't have i think again is funny because i think i only have one de share and it's in a 12 teamer as well so it goes to show you i kind of stick to that idea of I'd rather not take too many shots on them, but I'm willing to in a shallower format where I know it's easier to replace these types of guys. I want difference makers where yes. I can get them in shallower leagues where I know I can replace the replacement value off the bench is also or off the waiver wire is also easier to come by. So the Grom's guy that and Sale falls in that same category, but Sale is just now gaining some uh some some helium because he's healthy. And it wasn't with him, it was fluke injuries. It was like a rib cage strain. Yeah. And and then like a hit, he got hit in the pinky from a comebacker. So it was not even, so it was nothing structural. And I I think, so I think they're going to kind of just let him loose. He's a veteran. Almost like, I think the problem is we just saw Justin Verlander return from Tommy John and have. (laughs) A Cy Young season, so it's like not saying that Sale's going to do that, but Sale's velo's been there. Mm. He's looked pretty good in spring. It's hard to bet against that. And I think Sale, if you're looking at if you're if you're going to enter a draft, you don't want to take both these guys. But Sale no. being the Sale <laughs> being the guy going later, maybe you could build. one.
1: Sale's <laughs> going around one twenty nine right now on so you build
3: BC. That is yeah. I think super yeah. late. The thing is, though, is you can build it for sale. You know, you can still build for sale. Yep. Even though he's moving up, I think like main events. Main events are kind of like you know the what everyone talks, what everyone does. Those are 15 teamers, though. So take this with a grain of salt. The mm-hmm. sale is going around pick 100. So even okay, about, even so even around guys pick are 100, going after him. what 15, yeah. 30, 45. He's still SP3, SP4 range. Like for some people, depending on how you build your team. Yeah. So he's still. I mean, he went up as high as a pick 80. So, still, even even at pick eighty, still your SP three in most cases. At the end of the day, that's the type of guy that you can get as your SP three, and he can finish that SP one or two, like a top twenty guy, top thirty guy. And nobody would be surprised. Yeah, so sale.
1: Grom's going at like thirty two right now. This yeah. is like overall NFBC. I am sure yeah. main events slightly. That's what different. main
3: events was a six a high of sixteen and a low of twenty seven. Okay, so, so he's going he's, much higher. Yeah, he's going. There is not enough like, to me. Fringe. Like
1: when I built with a cheat sheet, like there is not enough main events. To like yeah. really build an ADP oh, that I'm like, just taking I feel like that it's worthwhile. But no, that that's, that's, that's great data to share. Well, those, are like, reason, those are the sharks. Like those well, are the guys, not just the
3: yeah. sharks, but they're also very, very recent. They're data. very smart. We, we, could, we could we can pull, they're also, the, these drafts are happening right now as we yeah. speak it live in, in Vegas. Yes. But if we, if we go to OCs, like, you know, let's talk 12 teamers. That's what everyone, majority of players play 10 and 12 teamers. So you yeah. go to OCs and you sort it by, you got to sort it by March 1st, probably. Cause I uh, just kind
1: of did like the general NFBC grab, from, mm-hmm. from, uh, from there and, and paired it down to like a month yeah. to get like more recent data and Sell, then I, like the one twenty nine, so- Yep.
3: Yeah. one twenty is what I'm getting from and OCs for those who listening might not be familiar. Those are 12 teamers. So that way you're getting a range. you're getting a range. Yeah. The point being, the point being though, is he's still going. So on a 12 teamer, he's, he's really uh, like, I would look at him as a value. He has a high pick of 73. So he's moving way up boards, but still your high pick around 70 or 80. Even if you're, if that's paying the premium, you can still build around paying the yes, premium. Yes, you him. can. You'll get so, very
1: good pitchers to build above him, and and you know and the, the sh- risk, the risk isn't there like it was last year. People were taking him in the second and third round still last year, like they are Degrom still. <laughs> and yeah, so it's like it's, that, that risk what, there what, is still there for Degrom big time, and that's why I'm out. But I um, love Degrom. Man. I
3: just he's so good. I do. It, yeah, it, I get it. I just you, uh, you shouldn't though. I, right, see, probably, I see, I
1: see him, and then I'm like, I could get Degrom. I get it. But I could
3: also get, you know, uh, like, let's see, um, the names, uh, the names I'm thinking, of, the names I'm thinking of going right near them. Um let's Spencer see. Strider, uh, Garrett Cole there's goes like ahead Woodruff's. of Woodruff. I love Woodruff. That's the thing. I love Woodruff. Yeah. This year. So like Striders uh, and Woodruff. Alcantara, and even if al- yeah, if Alcantara, If you like safety, he's safe. Yeah. I, al- I mean, Verlander's going right after
1: him. Like, yeah. I, it's hard. It's hard to take the Grom to me in that range where you're like, these guys are still gonna be studs. Like I'm fine with taking them, and and they, there's less risk. Yeah, way less risk. So, but, but, but is there? Because no. then, then you
3: can you can argue Verlander. I mean, 40 Years old, reg- you know. Yeah, pitchers <laughs> are
1: risky regardless. But if I'm going there, I want somebody who's shown that he can stay healthy. You know, I always say you you're not gonna win your league in the first few rounds, but you can definitely lose it. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. So, not. but let's move on to, to the next question here. <laughs> speaking of the
2: first few rounds and trying to win leagues here, um, who are some of these guys that are, are typical first or second round, you know, price tags um, that are actually worrying you a bit this spring because of their performance? Okay. Like well, higher profiles.
3: Okay. Well, here's one high profile one that has sure have everyone. Um, concerned Uh, Jordan Alvarez and it's because of the fact that he hasn't played in a single spring game yet and and it's a hand issue it's a hand issue that Alvarez didn't have corrected that's lingering from last year and and it stopped him from swinging a bat all spring I am so nervous and the guy the talent is undeniable but people forget that was he a year removed from having injury issues, but with the knees mm-hmm. type of thing. I think yeah. I called him Greg Odin at one point because he, <laughs> he just couldn't he couldn't get his knees right. But hey, he's played a full season now. I can't call him Greg Odin. I can call him uh, uh what's what's that basketball player Roy something or other Hibbert. It's, no, not Hibbert. It's, we're, I, we're we're getting way off topic here. It's uh it's gonna bother me now. I'll have to look it up. The guy had oh like, Portland player Portland yeah boy. um he, oh. didn't he play for Brandon the Heat Roy. too? For, Brandon yeah, Roy, yeah. thank you, oh, thank Brandon you. Roy. I had one, I had it wrong name, last name, but yes, Brandon Roy, where he had some quality years, just couldn't play a long he career because so of his knees. Good.
1: I miss him. His knees, his knees <laughs> just
3: stopped working. Yep. But yeah, so that's where it's like, can he be? Can he transition from Greg Oden to to Roy? But anyway, um, that's one name that just stuck out to me like a sore thumb because, well, no pun intended with the hand issue, but it's just uh, he's really just like, oh, because you're taking him, you're not getting a discount. Like he fell a little no, bit in some still- leagues. But he's still an early second-round pick at
1: worst, and I took bets over him I, in, it, in in, in TGFBI. I saw him yeah. and I was like, and I had the eleven, and I'm like,
3: like why wouldn't you just wait and like? Not that it's a huge difference, but like if you want to take a power bat right there, why not just take Pete Alonzo, who, who you know is healthy, trending yeah. up three straight years? Like maybe Alonzo doesn't quite have his ceiling, but you know Pete Alonzo's healthy, and there won't be any setbacks with Pete Alonzo's hand unless he has a freak injury. Whereas right. all it takes is what. One one bad swing from like I'm just thinking worst case scenario Alvarez has one bad swing and the hand is acting back up again. So Alvarez from the it. from lack of performance and dealing with a lingering hand issue, those two it. reasonings. Totally get it for the early round guy? Other than that, though, um, not really much concern. Yeah. Like every, I feel like oh maybe Soto, but that's also injury related. Bobby yeah. Witt Jr. just because of lack of supporting cast and track record, could, you can argue like some some red flags there. There's you know some swing and miss in his game. He some is uh,
1: in their first round he's, Yeah,
3: he's a t- he's a first rounder, so there is some risk there. Some power speed, but. I mean, he can also you, only be a three category guy. You know, yeah, it's or, interesting you no. say him because
1: the cheat sheet doesn't like him as far as like value wise. Like, mm-hmm. I get that he's going to give you the power and speed, right? And obviously, runs, RBI and average are going to get are going to hurt you with him. And to where, like, I get that you know you can maybe build around that, but you draft a guy like that in the first round, you want to you want to get as close to a five category guy in the first round, in my opinion, as possible. He's not it. That's why I've not got yeah. a share of Bobby Witt yet, and my the cheat the fantasy six pack cheat sheet completely agrees. And when I built it, I was like, "Oh, cool, glad
3: it agrees with me."
1: It's good. I, mean, it I built it. It's tough though <laughs> because you have
3: like you have some of the smartest players, some of the best players you know around that that have that swear by them, and it's like well am i wrong like i i, I, I think I, I think it's okay to, it's okay to question yourself just you gotta own it one way or other if you're, yeah. in, you're I mean, in i mean if you're out yeah. you're out i have always said like i i love i love the potential with him
1: and I, I maybe he puts there. the batting average to get the, together this year and proves me completely wrong but if his batting average is back down in like you know 260s to you know or even worse it i think i'm gonna be more right than wrong but uh yeah, it, it's hard to say with these early guys because, you know, again, spring training, take it with They the all time.
3: feel like Slam Dunk they all feel like Slam dunks. until now, you But know? uh Um, uh,
1: let's move on here. So uh sorry, where are we? Fa- yeah, favorite so player. favorite player, yeah, sorry, I'll let I had other screens up here. Favorite <laughs> player I don't have I don't have my normal format up, that's my problem on on the show here. Um so favorite Real player team. who's killing it this spring that not enough people are talking about.
3: Um, yeah, I, I, that question eluded me through the, all the other stuff. That's my bad. Um, let us see. I can come up with some names though. A couple fun names. Um, Blake Sable from the, um, I, I hope I they say it from the giants and Cooper Hummel from the Mariners.
1: Oh, We got a question about him later. That's a good name.
3: Good pull. Oh, <laughs> did we get a question? You, you are, you are, I good. did right down there. Okay, cool. Um, so we'll talk about him later. So I'll talk about Blake Sable, kind of a, just a rule five guy. So he has to make the opening day roster. Um, he ha- he could play catcher, outfield, so he's versatile, and that can play day one for this team. Because if anybody uses any, if if there's a team, that, it's like the Rays of the of the NL, the Giants are that team where they'll get the most use out of a guy like that. Uh, he last I checked, I, that's the problem with spring training numbers. They change so free, they, they change so fast. All it takes is one hot game or one right. whole game, and well, I'll get so I'll look pull up his numbers real quick. Sable still has no piss over a thousand. He has two stolen bases, three home runs. Ten walks to thirteen strikeouts, so really strong. You know, almost a one to one, and really just a patient approach. Um, 1,173 OPS, three fifty nine average. Obviously, everything's gonna be good. And then you look at the strikeouts, twenty four and a half percent. A little bit of a concern, just because that strikeout rate could inflate as we get into the regular mm-hmm. season with the real pitching. But it also could be a, a a patient approach, like it could be that type of strikeout issue. Because with this type of patient approach, walking almost as much as striking out, and strikeout rates is twenty four percent sable is a guy that obviously has a very patient approach but he's been hitting the cover off the ball seven total extra base hits i was 14 so the pop is there and the fact that he's i mean he's two for four so he's not efficient on the base paths but the fact that he can bases and we're talking about a guy who can gain catcher eligibility a guy that could be like he he'll definitely be two uh two catcher league uh, viable it's a matter of can he push for um, what's his face? is playing time. Uh Joey Bart, who has struggled in the past, can yeah. he push for? Can Sable push for a bigger role? Next thing you know, he is even one catcher league viable. So Sable's a guy that I feel like isn't getting enough attention. And but that's like a deep, deep cut. You know, like not a lot of people are talking about him. So I'm trying to think of like the problem is, is I play in the in really but, deep leagues. But, so but it's
1: also fine because like these are guys that yeah you might like with spring trading like like I said earlier these might not be guys that you're going to draft, but these are guys that. Once your draft is over, go put that little, like, you know, blue was, star next yeah. to people, right? Like, you know, I'm talking fan tracks, but yeah. I don't know what it is on other formats. I basically play on only fan tracks. Uh, but, you know, click the little I button on NFBC, right? These are the guys that you want to put on your watch list. Like, hey, these guys performed really well, but not well enough to get drafted because they may not have a sure spot, right? So yeah. – but by the time you know week two comes around, maybe you see the playing time adjust. Maybe surprises happen. Maybe they get hot early, and some of the guys you drafted later just kind of dud out because that happens all the time. Go make the swap. You know, see what happens. So I, I like talking about some of the deeper guys. Like, don't have to apologize. Like it's it's perfectly. Well, fine. I just
3: I, I try to remember. Most people watching these shows, most people listening don't play in leagues like you and I are playing leagues. I don't know if you play in those deep formats, but I just play in super deep formats. I a couple 15-teamers, but not a lot. I play in a I lot feel, of clubs. I feel gross. I drafted Vince Velasquez in a league today. That's how deep of the league I'm playing oh, wow. in. Like, yes, I need a shower. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I text, like, when I, when I, I, when
1: I was done with slam, it was like... I- and the, like the last couple of raz, l- l- rounds of the Raz Slam, even though it's only twelve teamer, but we go forty-one rounds. I'm like, mm. I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. But it's best ball, so like, you, it's hard to take a chance on some of these dudes who like aren't gonna play early. So you at least just want at bats or like innings or in in innings. leagues. So you're just you're just <laughs> yeah. picking up anybody who's like a body who's gonna be on a roster in Raz Slam, and I'm picking up total junk, and I'm like, this is awful. But I mean, it's like that that reference. very first that very first Fab run in wrestling. Yeah, thirty percent of my roster is changing over. I guarantee it.
3: <laughs> yeah. So Vince Lasquez for reference, because I would not recommend him being drafted in any league except for <laughs> it's, a, it's a draft champions league where you pick seven hundred fifty players, seven hundred fifty players deep. So this was Yikes. round. This was round forty-six. Okay. So around pick like six ninety, six eighty-ish, right around there. So this guy has a path to innings. That's the only reason why he's sure. on my. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. a player I do like. Another player. He's, uh, okay. He's okay.
2: For at that point, yeah.
3: Yeah. There's like yeah. another. Here's here's three sure. players I like. Three. Three. Real <laughs> quick. Uh, Will Benson of the Reds and Bryce Terang of the Brewers. Bryce Terang is getting uh, a lot of hype. I and Will that. Brennan and Will Brennan of the uh, of the of. The, oh, i'll i'll tag team on will brennan and gabriel Arias of the of the guardians i gotta say the right name yeah. um <laughs> your, sorry. Boy, your boy
1: dapp is is uh and hopefully nobody from my dynasty league is listening because dapp joined my team because i needed i needed to rebuild and i don't know the minor my yeah, only dapp is well. good with prospects but, but uh so i i was, me, I was I like, I was like dapp come help come help come help uh right. so he was like he was like hey how about this touring guy and i'm like honestly i was like who And then I looked him up, and I was like, oh, wait, I've heard of this guy. He's actually really good. Yeah, we're good with
3: him. (laughs) Former top prospect for the team. uh, Former (laughs) top prospect for them. The thing for him is stolen bases and batting average. And this spring, he's showing that. 294 batting average. And yeah, his 38 like play appearances, too. uh, three stolen bases, three for three. Has a home run. He's not a zero for power, but he's not. It's not a strength. So it's kind of like 10 to 12 home runs. If he hits more than that, great because the ballpark and all that. But mm-hmm. realistically, batting average, stolen bases, and pa- playing time at second base, but probably on a platoon. Um, I don't think he plays against too many lefties. So the, you gotta know that. But that's Terang. Um, the, the Bre- Brandon and Benson comes down to playing time opportunities as well. Brennan a little tougher because Miles Straw, although Miles Straw is terrible, they value (laughs) Straw's glove in the outfield Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So if Straw, but if Straw has like a sub 600 or 700 OPS again, it was terrible. He was awful last year at the plate. If he's that bad again,
1: steals last year and was like never again.
3: If he's that bad again, Will Brennan should get a look sooner than later there. And Benson is just a very toolsy player they they acquired this year. The Reds did. Oh, I forgot. wow. Benson, Benson, Benson! Benson's going to drive me nuts who you got, who they got them for. It doesn't matter. The, the main thing, the main thing here for Benson is that playing time opportunity, Great America Small Park. It's a match made in heaven because he has the tools. We're talking loud tools, uh, the powers there. It might not be like elite, but we're talking 20 plus home runs in that ballpark. And he I think he has six stolen bases this spring already. So Benson's already oh. showing off the wheel. And guys like TJ Friedel, Jake Fraley, and Nixon Zell, who's working his way back, but played third base, I believe, today. So he's not even playing center field, so that would keep a spot open in the outfield. But it's just – it's kind of deep there, but it's not the most talented – depth so benson can easily work his way in there especially if they want to make a point to get him on there again they went out of their way to acquire him so well benson all these three is probably the flashiest and one of my favorites i love Terang. i've been in on Terang all year and a boring name one more boring name uh brian anderson just because with uh tyrone taylor out yes brian anderson that brian anderson from the marlins hey, the, mm-hmm. the, the brewer's got him he's got him.
1: decent when he plays man it, it's he's he's, he's healthy
3: he's healthy He's going really late in drafts. He's playing third base and right field in spring and against lefties. They have an opening at third base, which is why I mentioned that Tran could be platooning because if, uh, if they don't put, they have Brousseau and other options too, but Anderson can play third base. He can play right field and with, and uh, with Tyrone Taylor out, I think Anderson's going to get a shot to start the year as a starter for most most days for this team and Anderson went healthy is a decent player. Now he's getting yeah. to play in one. He's I think it's a one year deal. So he probably had, he's probably playing for another he's contract Twenty bombs in
1: 2019, man. Like he's not bad. And, and you also have he's good, but he, he's, not
3: bad. <laughs> he's just one of those guys where he, I mean, two home runs this spring, uh, a stolen base. So the fact that he's running a little bit, a thousand, a thousand eight OPS. So I'm not saying it's anything special. I'm just saying that there's a path to playing time there and he's coming off a hot spring. Maybe he's healthy finally. So he could put it all together and that ballpark best ballpark he's ever played in in his career yeah so anderson is a name that in your deeper leagues if you're score and only if you're scraping for some plate appearances anderson seems to have them start the year and oh and arius arius just real quick uh, owen miller type if you if anybody remembers owen miller just kind of being plugged and played last year for them he beat out tyler freeman freeman was sent down so arius is a guy that should open the year with a utility role that's a very deep that's a only type i got him like in the 40th round or so just to give you an idea like in this league i was telling you about how deep it goes mm-hmm. so he's a guy that he, it's gonna take an injury for regular plate appearances but looks like he's opening the the season with a semi-utility role like kind of an infield corner outfield type of thing so okay. again more of an al only well, definitely not mixed league relevant right now but a guy that could get maybe two three starts a week on a good week and in an al only deep enough league that matters plate appearances matter that's yeah. the type of guy you can go out and get
2: Whew. definitely <laughs> all right all right, so, uh, sorry, sorry guys. I can no, get this. You're, you're right good. at my wheelhouse.
3: Yeah. So I'm like, it's all up here, man. I just got done with two <laughs> two huge articles for the Athletic, breaking down all the stuff per team. Um, so I was last week, AL no, was this, this was, was Great NFL,
1: man. I, I love it.
3: I love it's it. all yeah. up, it's just, it's I, all up here, ready to come out of here. I mean, Dude, honestly, I I saying.
2: was paying kind of more attention to the the WBC this year than than oh, spring training. It was great, really, and you know, it, it was yeah i phenomenal um just just watching those guys play for their care. countries and, and, <laughs> and actually yeah like have fun care i mean it was it was awesome um so this is like nice to like catch up on <laughs> at this point uh so you know speaking of wbc we had obviously my my new favorite boy trey turner for the phillies uh crushing bombs we got brendan donovan um He's got four bombs of spring. He's got a 341 average. I mean, he's never really showed a ton of great power in the minors and he definitely didn't last season. So is this just more of a case of, you know, spring training stats or do we think he's actually like unlocked something that we haven't seen? So this is a perfect example of
3: try like you have to when you're just when you're looking at stats and watching spring training and trying to figure out something you also have to do some homework and if you can watch if you can actually i know spring training games aren't the funnest thing to watch but if you don't watch them just go to twitter because i found this from um from oh my goodness um pull pull hitter uh wow rob rob geez rob di pietro he first person i saw post it and i went and watched it myself but Marmol was actually saying that this approach of his this spring, Brendan Donovan's, was purposefully to be like was purposefully changed to be more of aggressive and really try to tap into the, some of that power he has because Donovan has the elite contact skills, he has the good on base ability. Donovan has these core strong skill sets that will mm-hmm. take you will just set a good ground like a good floor for production. He was ne- but the thing is is I guess he's gonna sell out a little bit. When I say sell out a little bit. He goes from being elite to being above average, which is still, you know, in today's baseball, if you can hit the ball like an above-average clip while, you know, selling out for power a little bit, I'm going to say go for it, especially because Donovan's the type of guy that if he's that good at seeing the ball, why not just try to pick your spots a little more, you know? But yeah. yes, apparently, according to Marmol, which was a live interview during a game, he was saying that Donovan was purposely trying to produce more power this year, came in with this approach change, and that's why if you look, I think with him – last i checked he's striking out more and walking less which is by design which makes sense, so yeah we might see the walks take a little bit of a hit we might see the OBP take a little bit of a hit which is one of the strengths but if donovan can turn some of that into some more power and meaningful stats all around i think it's a fair i think it's a good little change yeah. in production and those were
1: elite so and if,
3: if they don't it doesn't I was gonna say, if it doesn't work out for him, he probably will just revert back to what worked for him anyway. So it's one of those things where we'll yeah. see where it goes. But yes, yeah. it is a purposeful change which matters. So it's it's there. There is a little more fire to this smoke <laughs> than your average than like a Kelmex smoke where we know the tools are there, but can yeah. it carry over? This is like, oh, this is purposeful. Like they're actually putting up like like a little like a little smoke warning. And I think I see a flame over the tree over there. You know, there's a little bit. Yeah. We'll see if the fire actually. Well, there's a lot out. Of,
1: There's also a lot of competition. In that on that Cardinals team, so like he's Mm got to do something to stay in that lineup. In my opinion, I know you know he plays second, but like Mm -hmm. there's lots of guys that can come in. You know, Yepes can move to infield, and then they can bring in Jordan Walker, and like there's lots of movement that can happen, right? And so he could easily be the last man out, or the first man out, I guess you should say, or I should say, Um, and so it's just. Donovan, I, I feel like I've always liked him as a player and as a prospect. Like, it was just kind of you know, toolsy, not, but, but not like, not great in anything, but always like a guy who was just like, the dude can hit, which is what you're saying. And now maybe he's tapping into something. Maybe he's figured out something. He's adjusting and making, you know hitting the ball a little harder and and figuring out like, Oh, if I need to stay in this really powerful Cardinals lineup, I need to, I need to actually hit some home runs. <laughs> you know So
3: I, I think it's going to matter about his defense. The Cardinals value good defense. And last year, his defense, at second base was not the greatest, yeah. but Donovan did play a really good third base. So I feel like if you can play a really good third base, you can figure out second base. If you're entering a year, focusing on that as your primary position and remember the shift is gone so with the shift rules in place you need good defenders you need players that can ha- that have range that have an arm and if you can play third base well I feel like you can play second base well so I think Donovan will make that transition well and Gorman is his main competition and there's so much swing and miss there I know they're not gonna give up on him as a prospect necessarily or as a as a as a product as a whole but I don't know if Gorman's gonna be pushing for that spot anytime soon I think Donovan can hold them off a little, but I think the leash is going to be a little longer there. Just be given the fact that I think, again, it's going to be down. I think it'll come down to defense, but also lack of other true options to play second base. I, I guess they, they could move Edmond over, but the young has been terrible at the bat and he's not even healthy right now. So that would be like the one thing I could see like, if the young plays, uh, Second, uh, shortstop and Edmund moves over to second. So I can see that happening. But that whole thing, I think right now it's a uh, walk. There's a spot open at, at the, via DH right now. That's like the funny thing yeah. is we're over here. We're creating this unnecessary path to playing time issue because you and Burleson, neither one of them has really stood out this spring. So no, not either one of them is really pushing hard for that spot. Correct. And then you have Jordan Walker who should break camp, but he's not even on the 40 man, but they do have a spot open on the 40 man. One of the few teams that actually have a spot available. So all they have to do is add them. And then he's on the forty man. So Jordan Walker, no reason why he shouldn't break camp at this point. He, he's definitely, and this is a team that wants to. Compete. He's deserved
1: it. It's just a matter yeah. of are they gonna mess with his playing time or, I, it, time
3: or whatever. I was gonna say that would be the only thing because he's not even twenty one. You know, it, you like, know tw- it's 20, gonna, you know it 20. happens. So we got a question real quick before we move yeah. on
1: to the uh, the next uh, question that we had, and it is from DAP here, and it is. Uh, Seems like the entire Mariners pitching staff went to drive line, which is, I guess, some sort of off off season, you know, camp that it's, our, it's our the facility. Thing, oh, it, it's the it's the real deal. And, um, and, you know, working new pitches. So Kirby is working on a splitter. Marcos working on a slider and so on. Um, these got any of these guys standing out to
3: you in spring training because of that. So all of them are really looking good. I think all it is is kind of confirmation bias. The the pitcher looking the worst though is Luis Castillo, which is funny. But I feel like that's going to be. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, is we're talking about what two starts worth of innings, roughly, for these guys. So it's like t- yeah. an actual. So, one bad what?
1: start, and you're like, eh. one bad, one and bad And they you know, you know they're tinkering. Him, work- they're, they're messing yeah. around with stuff. It happens. But
3: every something about year. Robbie Ray, something about Robbie Ray. I think I heard, it so was his velocity up? I haven't, I, I heard something. I read something the other day. I was Velocity's like, City's up. Something was, something <laughs> was possible? going. For, Robbie Ray had something it. going for him. Well, right now he has a sub, he has a 0.75 ERA and a 1.17 whip. Robbie Ray is doing something, and he has 21, 21 strikeouts in 12 innings. Robbie Ray is doing something right I this thought- spring. It's one of our. Ne- it's one of our next questions. So, so I, like, you, I like it. If you want to save it, but uh, no, that's cool. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> but yeah, he I mentioned was, the Mariners. But yeah, he mentioned the Mariners. So I was just bringing up that type of stuff. It's like. Like, that's the stuff that's where you start looking. Okay, cool. These stats stick out. Let's go look into them. And if I pull up Robbie Ray's savant page, I'm sure oh, I'd have to go find a start of his. Yeah. But I, I think it was the fact that he purposefully made a point to do something this offseason to make a change that blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And now you're seeing some production. I'm like, wait a minute. Now I got to go find that nugget. Yeah, like, now I got to go figure yeah. like, out yeah, what it is. Because Robbie up. Ray, he won He won the Cy Young for a yeah. reason, right? Like.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everybody thought it was a little fluky and so did I. But, you know, if he can, if he can make another tweak... I feel like he made a tweak that season that he won the Cy Young. So, if he can mm-hmm. make another tweak and, like, people aren't ready for it, then, you know, he's got the stuff to be able to, like, throw people off and, and be good enough. But <laughs> last batter question we got for you. What happened with Vaughn Grissom, man? Like, this dude in Atlanta, like, played very well last season for the for the Braves at the end. Played well through the playoffs. <laughs> I feel like this has to be a service time thing with him. Like, Orlando Arcia is not better than Vaughn Grisham,
3: right? Like quick thoughts on that. He's definitely not. We can keep it simple. He's not better than <laughs> yeah. Grisham. Okay. W- what the they issue is move on from that Well, then. the the issue is is apparently the defense isn't ready for Grisham or they don't think right. it is. Uh yeah. Grisham wasn't a great defender and it was a small sample but was not a great defender last year at second base. So okay. moving over to a new sh- a new position, they value a good shortstop there in Atlanta and it's really as simple as that. Is I think he's just going down there plus they can play the the what's it called that that game where the service time game. Yep. I think his date his date is mm-hmm. around June fifth between June fifth yeah. and June tenth is what I saw floating around Twitter. So, so it could nice be a, it could be a mix I really of.
1: Wish we get rid of that.
3: God, but it, it, it's it's weird because the Bra- the Braves don't usually do that. Maybe Gris- the Grissom turned down a long term deal and they're like, well, screw you, we're gonna. We're going uh, to yeah. Jared Kelnick you. You turn us down. We're, we're sending you down type of thing. You, you turn down
1: the uh, the early Acuna deal that he should <laughs> yeah. have taken because that dude should have gotten paid. <laughs> I mean, what he you, still yeah. got good money, but let's be real. You probably going yeah. get a lot
3: more. I'll, all these guys, Albie, Strider, they got all yeah. these guys. They got a lot I mean, of these guys. It's uh, Michael so Taylor.
1: crazy how they get all these guys so early. Um, Not Michael the only Taylor, guy they um, didn't get was um, the pitcher. Mike
3: Wright. <laughs> no. No, no, know. no, no. I was, no, I was thinking, no. um, Harry, Michael Harris. Sorry, they got Michael Harris, yeah. not Michael. Ta- I was thinking Michael Taylor. Wow, no, that's a, good there, a. How do you mix a, those up? Huh? There's a picture. Michael a they didn't <laughs> Taylor. Get <in laughs> a, in a blink, and
1: I'm blanking. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up because I'm gonna picture them the only picture Max, I know is Strider. Max Freed. They didn't. They haven't gotten Max oh. Freed yet.
3: Oh, they probably won't at this point.
1: Yeah, at this yeah. point, he's gonna. He's got one year but left. He's out. Like he's he's gonna be like, show me the money. No, he's yeah. out. They're not getting him next year because the Braves don't pay guys like that. No, they let let Dansby walk. Yeah. yeah um all right so that was that was the quick and needs one let's move on to all the right. pitching that so we yeah already let's uh, jump into real let's quick
2: pivot to the pitching here um, so of the pitchers we we kind of talked about potentially robbie Ray having a velocity uh spike here um i mean who are some of these other guys you're looking at that that have had some velocity gains or or, or drops um and, and who stands out to you? and are you worried about buying uh, in on some of these guys or or are you buying in because of these so the issue with this stuff in small um,
3: in small doses like small appearances for instance I believe um, I'm trying to remember who it was there was a picture that was up like a mile or two an hour but it was like an inning or two a lot of these guys will come out throwing absolute gas for a couple innings and then kind of teeter off and those are the guys that like we need to see that sustain over a long period of time over multiple innings multiple outings so uh that's where it is with that stuff you got really be mindful like you can't overreact to just one outing but um in terms of like uh, Iovaldi's velocity being up was really encouraging just because last time he was really good the the velocity was up but he also had a setback like right after and then he's back again so um (laughs) I'm trying not to overreact as a whole because yeah, it's hard not to. But I feel
1: I feel like uh, this is the the Mitch Keller question. Like last yeah. year, everybody was like, "He's <laughs> doing uh, Mitch he, Keller with my
3: toe in two miles he's, per hour." He did and it he, again this spring. This, he's do, yeah. he's doing it again, and and, he's, and I'm
1: still still back the, in, and he's yeah. still the same <laughs> Mitch Keller. By the way, so, no, sorry, I
3: refuse to admit that. I'm
1: taking. <laughs> I did not I see
2: this coming. Oh wait,
1: I drafted like him this. and was like, ah. <laughs>
3: Why? Well, I, ha- I knew better. Okay. I'm 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 buying back in. I, I can't help it. Just because he's so cheap again. He is he's, cheap. He's like, but... he's like streamer territory again.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, he started he started because well, but last year what happened is he was he wasn't cheap, like super cheap last year because everybody was like, Oh. But now like I think this year everybody's like, oh, we we get it, Mitch, Like you're good yeah. in spring, you know. It's one of those, but like, so maybe people are, are backing off a little bit. But um,
3: a guy, yeah. okay. So a couple guys here, Chris Bassett. I just want to make a point that he himself has come out and said, like, hey, I'm doing this on purpose. So I, I like to a guy like that, a veteran, no op, no news of injury, no even hints of injury. Yeah, I tend to believe that maybe he'll be a slow starter. So if you're in a trade a league that does trades, maybe you buy low. If he starts off slow because he's got he's got like one of those middle tier guys that people like this year. I like him. And I like, he's, Beth, Beth like He has been, been, he's been he's been he's been yeah. he's been slowly raising his velocity throughout spring. So it's almost like it made it more believable. Kind Kyle Bra- Kyle be. Bradish. Kyle Bradish has been kind of. Uh, We've been seeing increased velocity from him and a lot of hype building there. And I'm buying it. But again, it's because of the prices there. He's kind of in that fifth uh, fifth starting pitcher range in deeper leagues, sixth or seventh in shallower leagues. Probably be a streamer in most shallow leagues. But a guy that you should have your eye on just because we saw the second half breakout last year a little bit for him. Mm-hmm. And, if he, and if he's actually adding, if Kyle Bradish is adding velocity entering the year and pairing that with what we saw in terms of a growth in the second half, I think there's a real breakout potential there as much as, and then you have to remember the Orioles, that park isn't so bad for pitchers anymore. It's not a bad pitchers park now. (laughs) It's actually a bad hitters park now. (laughs) Dude,
1: I went to a game. So we, both AJ and I live close to there. And I went to a game last year and man, there were a couple of hits and I was like, oh, and I was like, damn, died. It just like, you know, like what the hell? Like you're expected to go out years ago. That would have been out of here. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. All right. Never mind. <laughs> so it loses its luster, but for pitchers, it's phenomenal now. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, to to jump to jump to the next question here, to, and to kind of build off of this one too. So so Reed Detmers is the guy who you know I sort of have my eye on this off season, and I'm looking at his numbers. His K per nine rate is is uh is is way up this year uh this spring right it's k per nine rate in the minors and, and in the majors uh 8.51 it wasn't great last year uh this spring man 17 strikeouts in 13 innings the era has gone gone sky high though man oh well, not sky high but he's like in the fours. so he had a good season last last year but the k's just weren't there unfortunately Thoughts on him from you know last year's performance and then looking at what he's doing this spring.
3: Oh, I feel like he's just a big tease at this point. Like <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we I feel like we get really good runs from him and then kind of just like ups and downs. Like last year he had a sub four ERA, which is a 3.77 ERA is really strong. Yeah. It's not a bad outing. The whip was even around 1.2, so it's like there's room for improvement there. This spring, the whip is sub one. The ERA is two point six. I don't know what you were. Uh, wait. What the hell did I see? I see twenty three <laughs> strikeouts. I think I see twenty three strikeouts over seventeen point one innings. Maybe this. Maybe pitched since you wrote the numbers down. Oh uh, man, that's, that's that's another thing. I well, did it well, yesterday. A did couple. He pitch, uh, did he pitch yesterday? A couple bad. I don't t- remember. T- or today. I have to
1: look. That might have been what it was. I did. I did do these notes yesterday. Which so is that possible, might, but that at might the end of been. the day.
3: We're still talking about a 17 inning sample but it's encouraging to see yeah no that's, that's even even better
1: than what i than what i had i'm trying to look it up i'm trying to pull it up now because I'm, I'm curious that i like totally click on the wrong guy
3: <laughs> which is even better I, I mean i didn't want to be rude and be like hey i don't know what you're talking about but it's like one of those things where it's like oh i'm the numbers i'm the numbers i pulled up looking, on mlb are,
2: are you looking at koi detmer is that what you're doing no. he hasn't been playing for a while no. and <laughs> he also plays football uh, oh,
3: like I said, I'm, looking, I'm looking at Reed Detmers with a sub three ERA and a sub one WHIP, and I'm like, this is interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not the numbers uh, I just
1: saw. Though, no, he, dude, he must have pitched because he only, he only had 13 innings. He must have pitched another game. He pitched yesterday. Yeah, that's what it was. Then I did this like at noon yesterday. So and he's he's another was, one of those guys those where stats weren't there. So his his stats were not like that when I wrote these notes down. <laughs> Duly noted. When you when you do the spring training show. Don't do the notes until the day of.
3: <laughs> uh, dude, that's the biggest frustration <laughs> when I'm writing these articles because like I'm over here putting stats and the numbers, and oh, they and change. Boom, they change. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah these, but- are, these are even better.
1: So now his ERA is actually good. <laughs> his strikeouts are still really good. And his whip is even better. So so now what do we do? Because now he's back to his ERA from maybe, even better than last year, and his strikeouts are up from last season, almost to where they were in the minor level, where he was like at, like 12 per nine.
3: Well, this spring so far, at least last yesterday start, he, you know, he is a lead v- of the velos up everywhere. The slider almost almost, almost three, yesterday. almost three, almost three miles per hour yesterday on the slider. Almost a full tick on the four seamer two on the curveball, which more velocity doesn't always mean better production. But what it can mean is better spin, which it did not yesterday. But you could yeah. just see there's different. It's almost like he the, the movement profile on a slider's changed a little bit this offseason. Maybe that's by design. Um, this the four-seamer has seemed to have a little more movement on it as well, so a little more run on it maybe. Uh, ultimately, though, you like to see this type of stuff happen. Just the, the velocity alone, possibly reshaping pitches, which is very common for pitchers to kind of tinker in the offseason and figure things out. If he figured things out and he's, he's throwing a four-pitch mix and leading with the slider yesterday at least, uh, Detmers just has all the, the potential to break out. It's just a matter of will he. I feel like the Angels just know how to – Screw things up. I don't trust trust the Angels. Like it's always an injury. It's always an injury. It's always something. It's always like like you see a guy like Heaney leave the Angels, get fixed, and now like is he going to return? Now that he's now that he's not with the Dodgers anymore, is he going to return to a pumpkin? You know, so it's like one of those things where I don't know what to expect here. But Detmers is a guy that, given the price and given the potential, and that he showed us last year, he's showing us in spring. Why why not buy in?
1: yeah no I'm, I'm fine with that too so uh aj you can do the next right. one <clears throat> yes i will uh this question is fun a surprised for so that. yes
2: <laughs> uh so brandon fat is dominating the spring <laughs> uh but clearly at nostalgic. this point he's not getting the fifth spot um so who do you expect to get the fifth spot
3: i don't really want either one <laughs> i really wanted fat right uh <laughs> Just because the name was awesome, but also he was performing the best. He was the one that really stood out. But when you looked at like early reports, I remember writing this for an article. Early reports, when they were talking about fighting for the fifth spot, his was like the only name not included with like Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson, and Dre Jameson. Those Mm -hmm. three names were the names mentioned. Tommy Henry was was, uh, optioned. So now it's back to Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson. And those, they're both having terrible springs. Um, Don't really want either one. If performance matters, I guess give me Jameson. I mean, he's striking out more batters. He has a better whip. His ERA is point two points worse, but they're both over seven. <laughs> um, yeah, It's, it's, uh, bad. Both, it's, it's is, one uh, of those things they're where sending him down. I'm to... trying to think. Did they send down Jameson? I know they really sent down Fat. No, they sent, they down, sent down, down Fat. That's
1: what I mean. Yeah. Like they said down Fat. Just but Fat.
3: Fat also wasn't was on the, the Fat also wasn't on the forty man. So they yeah. needed a clear spot for him. This is a team that has no reason to hold him back for long. He's performed well last year in in the minors. He's going, and the thing is, is he pitches in a very pitcher, a, a very hitter friendly uh, PCL, so that matters too. Like, so it's like if you can, I like to look past the the ERA in that situation. Look more at like the K minus walk rates. You know, like can he control the zone? Can he get strikeouts? Because the ERAs are tend ten, and the home runs tend to be inflated in the PCL just because of the place because of how everything plays up there but ultimately fat is the guy we all want the guy that they, that should be breaking the camp with this team. But I think it's just a matter of, they're going to try to get the extra year out of him. but he should be up. There's no way he's, he's got to be up sooner than later, man. He's just, these other guys just suck. (laughs)
2: Like,
3: like, they're they're like, okay. I I looked, I looked into both of them uh, before the season started and I'm like, they're just, they're just guys. Like they're just guys. They're not good. Yeah. They're Jags,
2: you know, knowing, knowing that, Ryan Nelson's got to be up. I mean, panic. are you are you drafting him and kind oh. of stashing? Dude, I've
1: I've heard his date's like July 10th. That's actually kind of late, is
3: it? See, I didn't realize the date. Was Somebody that late. I have read that somewhere. Break.
1: It's kind of late, and so that's I'm the like, All Star break right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's basically
3: um pro- probably honestly most people that get sent down this weekend. Like if if Anthony Volpe and company get sent down, unless I have an NA slot. I'm gonna. I'll try to stash some of these guys, but I won't force it. Like if there's an injury that happens, I really care about the guy that injured. Like these guys would become like those first cuts. uh, They they depend on they're hard to hold because it's just one of those things where in a league you often have to turn and burn that spot or you're missing out. Like what what are the odds that he comes up for even if he comes up for four months? What if he regresses? What if – and I'm talking about – this is just he as in any prospect. Yeah. You stash a prospect for a month or two. They come up and they completely bomb. In the meantime, you could have used that spot to turn and burn two-star pitchers. You could have used that spot to pick up an actual it's, difference it's maker. Tough. Like you could, yeah. you missed out – say you missed out on this year's Jake McCarthy and because you were stashing a guy. You know, stuff like that. That's where it comes like – don't get me wrong. The guy you're stashing could be this year's Jake McCarthy in terms of being a league winner or John Birdie, whatever. Pick insert name here that was a really good bench piece off the waiver wire. You can also be stashing that bench piece. So to sit there, I play, I'm I'm playing devil's advocate though, because how often is it that these top prospects pan out? It's not. I think we get spoiled from every Acuna, for every Soto, for every J. Rod, for every Witt. There's more Kelnick's, Adels, and guys yes. like that that just don't Brinson. Well, even don't, Trout wasn't good when he first got called up. Like people forget true. that. People, we're so spoiled by the elites that when these guys struggle when they come up and like Andrew Vaughn wasn't the hitter he was supposed to be in his first passing. And he really, he's starting to just now come around. We'll see if this year he finally breaks out, but like stuff like that. You just like Torkelson, like look at these guys, top, top prospects that people yeah. were stashing, holding. And because we get spoiled by these guys that just kill it. We forget that how infrequent that
1: happens.
3: I, yeah. I, you know, we, we, we said this,
1: uh, just last week, uh, with, with Michael Snyder, AJ, like, I have a tough time holding drafting and holding these prospects in hope that they will be good. Um, cause you are likely holding them at least for a month. Right. Yeah. You know, I might be holding the time. Yeah. And the problem is you're going to get injuries in the meantime, you're going to get, you know, you're just, you're going to need spots. And so like, I just don't even want to bother with it. So I, I don't, I don't deal with it. Um,
3: yeah,
2: so we have got a bit of a fun sidebar question here. What is the favorite team name that you've seen so far with Fat's name in it? Um,
3: I mean, there's, I feel like it's just such an easy name. I haven't seen any, but I feel like a uh, good one would be like pull over that ass too fat. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I like <laughs> like it. that's where my head went right away. Like, like, like for some reason, like I, I thought of Trina. Like that's yeah. that's. What, I think that's who's saying it back in the like the early two thousands. Geez, Dad's name, by the way, in our in our
1: league, if he's still listening, um, my fat fab, um, not not super exciting, but but I like it. I like um, I like fat you know. stacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Yo Mama. So fat yeah right? that's obvious but it's, it's I don't a good know why one I
3: went, why why i went with trina and trick daddy's song from early 2000s beyond <laughs> me it <laughs> works <it> <laughs> i mean like i was fan. leaning
2: if i was going musical i was leaning weird out yankovic uh but you know no nah, the, there's a lot <laughs> of good just, ones i'm, I'm excited
1: to see what's going to happen here with, with with those team names because they will they will definitely be funny but uh last question here before we jump into some lineup takeaways and kind of Promote your tracker a little bit more here, uh. Just real quick, you know, out, out of these, out of these guys, who debuts first, and you know, if you want to throw a couple of the guys that are kind of in the same ballpark, you know, Yuri Perez, Zach Fien, um, Harry Ford, Valera, you know, who's who's the one, and, and then it's like, are any of these guys like, who's the one who jumps out to you as like, man, when they get called up, you have to go get them.
3: That. Oh, that's tough. I don't think any of them are gonna. Maybe I gotta look them up. So um, some of,
1: some of the guys that, like I'm I'm talking like the guys at Art Volpe, right? Volpe, like yeah. The, the, those the, are the those are like the dead giveaways. Like oh man, when they get
3: called up, if they weren't drafted in the league somehow, those are the guys. Mm, like you're going after yeah. them. We know that for a fact, right? I'm trying to think of guys that are um, obviously not the Jordan Walkers, not the Volpes, not the. uh I just thought, I think the guys you listed here might be a year away, unfortunately. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to think of guys not obvious, and um, I gotta look at teams. I, I wish I almost wish Tereng wasn't on everyone's radar. So i be like, oh, Tereng. Um, well, but
1: I mean, believe it or not, I mean, he's probably not going to get drafted in most twelve-team leagues. So he's a good one there. I mean, he, he, but he's, he's not really. A
3: pro- but he's at that point. At this point, he's not really a pro. I mean, he's still a prospect technically because he hasn't debuted. But he's not a guy that. Um, hmm, I'm just looking Wait, Oh, cool oh, off? I got one Curtis Mead for the yeah. Rays. Okay. One, top yeah. prospect for the top prospect for the Rays and if really like me. Isak, if if Isaac Paredes, Paredes can't uh cut it at their base, they have Curtis Mead. Mead <laughs> last year combined for 13 home runs, 7 stolen bases, low power, low speed, uh double digit walk rate at both stops and a 20% or better strikeout rate at both stops. So the plate discipline's there, the hit okay. tool's there, and he did this all in under like i'm trying to guesstimate around 330 plate appearances so the the power showed to be there a little bit of speed and he I, I believe he's decent with the glove i would have to double check the sky report on him on that but nope the fielding is very very low rated never mind um but that could but that could be fixed that's, that's something you can actually get better at his fielding. but he is the team's top prospect he is on the doorstep and i believe mead is a guy that could be making a difference in fantasy leagues this year that not a lot of people are talking about because it is the Rays, but also because I feel like for our top prospect in an organization, no one really knows him. It's weird because I was like, I, I mean, I don't know. Just a guy that like I found out this year just because redraft. I, I'm late. I'm later to prospects than your average prospect person because I focus on redraft so much that uh, a guy like this, I just know, I noticed he was kept, they held him on what, what made him pop on my list was um they held him. In a way to uh, to avoid him going to the Rule Five draft, they made a point to add him to the forty man, so he wouldn't go to the for- Rule Five draft. And that's when I, I start looking at that. when I see stuff like that happen, that catches my attention because now they already have a spot in the forty man, mm-hmm. and they have to be and like they're going to stay on the forty man. So uh him easy and easy call Park- up at that point, Parker yeah. Meadows, Parker Meadows uh, for the Detroit Tigers, just because it's another team that uh, obviously Austin Meadows plays for, so his brothers there, but another team that just has path to playing time. I mean, all it takes is one injury or. Um, a trade the trade deadline so it might be a second half guy but parker meadows has power has speed flashed in spring a little bit of strikeout concerns which also flashed in spring but we saw meadows make that take that step forward in the minors last year should start off at triple a and if he can get going quickly uh like i said one injury or a trade in season he should be up this year too okay so we're gonna jump into some kind of
1: lineup takeaways we know obviously from your spring training lineup tracker sheet that mm-hmm. you follow this very closely um, so you know if everybody doesn't know by the way Mike does this awesome tracker sheet from week one all the way through the end of spring training he tracks every single lineup for every single team and give note gives notes and his thoughts on like what this means as far as playing time moving forward and, and you know fantasy relevance. It is phenomenal. So I shared
3: um, it. I, I shared it if you wanted to show it. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely, man. Um, so, so I know I know oh, I've got the nice. banners here all screwing this up. So
3: now this I actually did put this on the Patreon this, this is the first year I paid walled it. I felt so guilty, but for like years. I mean, think about it. I do this every day. I take all I I, I, Dude, I take all yeah. I take all lineups. I update you, them. You, my team week, be, like you I mentioned about a week full screen and we're going to hide phenomenal. ourselves cuz i have i have awesome. i have 90 names on this list of players playing new positions and i and i know i'm missing some but these are just players i've played like where, where they're eligible for NFBC, where how many total games they've started this spring and where they played and how the, many games they played there the, um, the
1: information on this tracker is phenomenal and uh and, do, do not feel guilty man uh, although i will say i felt guilty to go behind paywall too yeah like, it's, it's at, some, at some
3: point i was like I mean yeah so like uh, you I mentioned i make i make notes almost every day i go team by team yeah oh sorry uh, no, yeah sorry and yeah, then, um, all, all, and then I, all the teams have their own team page so you can go look at everyone's yeah the whole spring training it is lineups. phenomenal so it good. is
1: phenomenal i do and the, the notes was, alone are yeah. like the
3: best thing because i'm always like what does mike think
1: well it's more, <laughs> more,
3: so, more so more so i do the i do the homework for people so what i do is um yes I do the homework. I, I I monitor everything. Like I like every everything from injuries. I, I don't monitor pitcher information on this because this is strictly yeah. hitters. But I will monitor injuries. So like for instance, Jane Paxton, you know, threw another bullpen session Tuesday. Cool. <laughs> James All Paxton. Right. Dude, but um, so like tr- Trevino <laughs> wrist, you know. He was uh, he's supposed to be in the lineup, but then like I think there was an update. I forgot the update or update. Oh, scratched. They've scratched here, so mm-hmm. it's like I'm, I keep up with all that stuff. But then I also keep uh. up with like, all right, cool. volpe has been playing shortstop, and he's been playing. Yeah. he's been playing second with Peraz in the lineup, and like little things like that. Or hey, this player is doing this well. Like um, I don't know. I, I want to find a good note here, like a good idea of like what to expect. Because I do this again. Uh, you can see some days are busier than others. Um, I'll sit there and break down like Carpenter would be fighting with Miguel Cabrera for PA's via the DH spot, while with while filling a fourth uh, outfield role. Carpenter is the left-handed hitter and could pair perfectly with Cabrera. Like I give reasoning it, and I give insight yeah, into what I'm so seeing, but this good. it's, it's, it's worth not just it totally. Hey, this guy's
2: anyway. playing this position today. No, it's, it's, it's we don't know to, why. but I try to give like, reasoning. It's, it's actual content. Like I try, I try so what to what give reasoning it? and well. the defines content to me. Yeah, and I, I mean that's great. yeah and it's often when i have when i have
3: when i have nobody when i have nothing to write about like this team like the guardians have everything they've been telling us from day one what they're gonna do with their lineup i try i start doing little breakdowns like hey look j ram has one home run two stone bases hitting 343 great uh lack of xbh xbh extra base hits is unfortunate only two of 12 this was a couple days ago obviously that could change probably should have mentioned
1: him in that injury but but the power
3: power should come but remember he's come off thumb surgery so So will he be slow to come around to the power? But again, another guy that why does running matter? Because how often do these guys hurt themselves running with their hands? Yep. So that's why I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, at least he's especially running. So thumb. especially a thumb. Okay. So that's why. So stuff like that. <laughs> random sliding so, into so,
2: pizza boxes this year. It's gonna be like.
3: <laughs> so that's also, like, yeah, no, when, this stuff is when, great, man. When I don't have when I don't have information, like anything to break down from a lineup, I start looking at like random player stats or like. And this is where I watch Will Brennan. And I just beg that, he, like here he is. I'm just begging; he'll play center field over Miles Straw. Every time I see it, just begging, please, please, please let it happen. Um, but you know, Miles inevitably, Straw, man, we're
1: gonna get those. We're gonna get those opening yeah. day rosters. You're gonna be like, what? the? Yeah. Wow. Oh no. There's yeah.
3: always a. There's always a couple. There's always a couple. Definitely. That, uh, yes, definitely. So. But that All was right, a sneak man. peek. I, that's that's a peek behind the paywall. Oh, no, that is yeah. that is phenomenal. Swat. It's a lot, but a lot it's of a labor work. of love, man. A lot of I great really, content. I really enjoy it. I enjoy it. Just again, it makes me, it makes me more confident as an analyst. because I get you know tons of Twitter questions, DMs. Um, I'm writing articles all the time. I'm on podcasts. It's it just it really does it benefits me as much as it benefits the person reading, and I and I'm as a player too. So. It's, um, I do purposely play deeper leagues because I feel stronger in them now because of stuff like this. But then I also get a false sense of confidence because I start seeing these things and I'm like, oh, I know who this player is, but the player might just, the player might play, but they might just suck too. So like, <laughs> you get almost like, like uh,
1: outsmart yourself. Yes.
3: I'm over here like, please you let definitely Michael, can. You like, definitely let Samad Taylor, let Samad Taylor and Mike Garcia play for the Royals. Who are they? Most people like, don't know. I, know I didn't all know, know these guys. Yeah. But, this guy's like, really
1: good. Him. He should play. Like, he's, and, and then you draft him and you're like, <laughs> Why isn't he playing? Oh. Why does he suck? Why is he not wow. good? He was good. I thought. He, I thought he, he. I saw. Sometimes the, I saw the... there's almost it. It's it's like it's almost like sometimes too much knowledge mm-hmm. is like bad. Yeah, that's but, all. Freedom. Like, it's good for the consumer. It is. It is really good for the consumer. But we almost consume too much, and you are even way more than us. But AJ, let's let's jump into these lineup yeah. takeaways here. We'll start with the Seattle Mariners.
2: Yeah. So jumping back into this, we we kind of touched on it a little bit yeah, earlier. You, you said it earlier. Uh, so Jerry, Jerry DePoto, um, uh, was on Sirius XM completely raving about Cooper Hummel. Um, the return that they received from Kyle Lewis trade with Arizona, uh, DePoto said that they, they plan on playing him all over the field, including as a third catcher. Um, I mean, this guy's 28 he's had a pretty good summer, uh, I mean, are you buying into the the multi position all star? Uh, yeah, know, that, that's the question. So, and, so and this, I got I got to give this to DAP because yeah, this was DAP's question. All, all that's is. that's where the funny are you buying into this multi
1: position all star came from, of course, because you know DAP's a funny guy.
2: <laughs> I love DAP. His, his yeah. personality,
3: personality lights <laughs> up a room. <really laughs> he's he's a great dude. He does a lot of
1: stuff on YouTube, and more is coming, by the way, for us. So uh, he he's a funny guy. I like him.
3: I'm trying to find so I did I actually tweeted about Cooper Hummel on the 20th. I tweet a lot, but I, t- I try to tweet out one interesting stat or player performer that stands out to me while I'm looking through stuff and he did. So he's a switch hitter with versatility. He was he was per uh he was purposely, you know, acquired. He caught f- for the D-backs last year, but this spring he's played catcher, first base, right field and left field. Uh he does have a strikeout problem, at least he has this spring, but he's also hitting for power. Last I checked, over a 1,000 OPS that could have mm-hmm. gone down since I checked. Uh, Has a stolen base, so he's running. He's uh he's hitting home runs. And this is a team that lost Dylan Moore. This is a team that has Sam Haggerty playing all over the infield, which normally he's an outfielder, so it's almost like Haggerty's taking over Moore's utility role in the infield. And then you have Cooper Hummel, who can kind of play the corner outfield spots, catch a little bit, play first base. Um, I think Hummel is just going to be a guy that kind of fits that utility. So they just need depth. And I think he yeah. feels a lot because they're missing Taylor Trammell. They're missing, I mentioned uh, Dylan Moore. I think there's, uh, I know Cade Marlowe was another name that, and that's yeah. another prospect that was under the radar coming into the year that the Poto name dropped in an article that nobody was talking about. And big power speed profile in the minors, uh, very cerebral kid, apparently. And um, never, it just, he had an oblique issue in spring and kind of derailed him. They got him down right away. So again, it's just less depth, more injuries and um path to relevance there now i'm hoping he gets 10 appearances as a catcher because i've he's another guy i've drafted yeah. late in these in these leagues i'm mentioning he's another guy I drafted super late hoping that he gets catcher eligibility because as a second catcher if he's only playing three games a week even v- via whatever position he's playing that could be valuable in these really deep formats yeah. that we're talking about, or AO only. So, Hummel's a guy that I like. The switch hitting part is also there too. So it's like he's like, how much more versatile can he be? And he's play not, catcher? yeah. So he's, <laughs> he, he can play either side of the platoon. Yeah. The other, the other thing that like you know
1: because and I know you play in these like deeper NFBC it's, formats. Yeah. H and I play in you know, I play in some of those, but um, we generally came up through you know. You know, yes. We're playing 12 team daily well, transactional leagues. I just have a daily transactional leagues. He's golden because you don't yeah. have to worry about oh, he's only going to play four games
3: or three games this week. If you you just plug him in those days, right? He's good, especially and if he's a catcher. It's, it's yeah. it, a lot of his value yeah. will come from if he could be a catcher. Him and Blake Sable, they, that's why I paired them together because if they could both, I think Sable has catcher eligibility though, so he's already kind of yeah. a plus in those leagues. But these are the guys that like. Almost like uh Dalton Bar show where they're not primary catchers, but they can get playing time playing elsewhere, which can lead to more value as a second catcher. And even in TGFBI, where you have two catchers, he could be a guy that one like, once he gains eligibility. Maybe you're picking him up as your second catcher, even if he's only playing three or four games a week. Those three games, those three games a week could be more valuable than insert terrible second catcher here who doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah. for you anyway and plays Until four. And five let you times know, times on,
1: on fan tracks, he's actually got catcher eligibility. Perfect. So like, we uh, that obviously reached out like we should take Cooper Hummel and I was like, okay,
3: <laughs> and, and, I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I'm he not, did. Not, I'm not a Mariners fan by the way. I just so real quick on this one. It actually says Sleepy K, my nickname in the back because I haven't used that nickname in a while. But um, I during the the shortened season of the COVID era of baseball. I became a Mariners fan because Marlins were terrible and they made the playoffs that year. So, of course, they made the playoffs the year I decided to. I'm still a Marlins fan, but it was just one of those things where I, I adopted the Mariners that's before funny. they were good. I can that's say I adopted funny. the Mariners before they were good because I was such a huge Kyle Lewis guy. And that's what, so yeah. Kyle Lewis. the Kyle Lewis fandom yeah. carried me over there just because it was one of those years where I liked Kyle Lewis and I think there was someone else. I was just super in on a couple of Mariners players. And I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to be a Mariners fan. So I adopted another terrible team. But at least now the Mariners are good but they are my second team.
1: All right. So let's jump in here to Thanks, the second Dave. question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Dodgers. So, man, outside of Mookie, who's also going to play a little second this year, sounds like, but outside of Mookie Betts, man, what the hell is going on with this Dodgers outfield?
3: Um. Okay, so... Know? No, so we actually got some clarification today. At least I think we did. Okay. So Dave Roberts today said that James Outman will make the opening day roster, which All was right. a big which was a question because they have so much depth in the outfield. But they were they they have David Peralta, they went unsigned. They have Trace Thompson who they want to give uh, at bats to. They have um obviously Mookie, Chris Taylor who's gonna factor, but Chris Taylor's also gonna play shortstop to help uh Rojas get days off ultimately outman and think i think outman and thompson which we saw them platoon at times last year i think that's going to be a platoon again i think outman gets the strong side being the lefty thompson goes back to being a, uh, a weak side platoon okay. but he's a strong weak side. I, I, it,
1: I took i took thompson in a few places hoping, that's my but. guess
3: well ross resource doesn't agree with me right now ross resource has thompson plugged in i don't i think outman i don't think uh-huh. i don't think they i don't think they kept outman up without the idea of starting him every day because if you look at this outfield he was the only one without options left yeah oh sorry sorry with with, with options left they could have sent him down with no problem and kept up another position instead they kept two outfielders on the bench because they've said Hayward is supposed to be breaking camp so i don't know what they're planning on doing Why- just for defensive purposes this I, don't know, like, I don't know man i don't
1: understand him anymore like
3: you, they actually have to clear. They actually have to clear a spot for him on the forty man. Still, that's the wild he, part. Like they're making is, a point. They're making a point to clear a man, a clear forty spot roster spot for him. 40 when is man he roster. is
2: the Time definition of good. real MLB <laughs> name value.
3: They actually have they have uh they have a way of doing it. So it looks like Lux. I don't think Lux is on the sixty day yet. So when they put Lux to the sixty day, yeah, that'll that'll clear spots. Yeah, awesome. that'll clear spot. Can They're, somebody explain
1: to me why baseball teams do not just put these guys so that they clearly know are done on the forty man, like, or out,
3: like on the IL, like in? Why? Well, like right right now, I I don't know if it matters when. <laughs> it's one of those and it's a weird things. Is like they can put them on the only matters
2: then, to fantasy.
3: Yeah, they can <laughs> they like, can please I need the, <laughs> They can like, put him on the IL, but it's like then they but they don't have to. They can they can actually put him on the regular IL, then retro it like yeah. up to like a week or something like that, so they don't actually have to put them on the. 60 but these day IL, guys all... that
1: you know are gone for like I the don't entire know. Entire season. Why are you waiting? You know they've got surgery. Just get rid of him.
3: Yeah, he's out for the year. Yeah, I don't I don't get it either. I but <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> love it.
1: <laughs> I went to Cold Stone for my with my kids today, and they have a new Reese's Buttercup ice cream. So I had
3: oh, to wear God. my Reese's Buttercup shirt, and you had to eat the and, and, and then you order yeah. Snickers. Joe's in the corner
2: <laughs> uh, again at Cold Stone and at his own house. <laughs> but, uh, I actually didn't get one, eating today, like but, Zeke uh, over there. But no,
1: no we're good. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's interesting. But uh, AJ, why don't you finish things up here? Ask this last question. And uh, all right, so <laughs> back. Oh,
3: man, I mean, we
1: actually, I was we actually, back,
3: maybe <laughs> we actually got we actually got answers. Uh, we can get through that one. I hate the interrupter. Just we Moreno and Kelly. One Kelly has a fractured forearm confirmed. So oh, that kind, okay. that kind of figure that that fixed that one. That was just like, eh. We can. Like, I was like, we can just skip to the last part. I guess. Yeah. Really no. Remember? We
1: actually. We actually. We we removed that question because I kind of oh, that. Oh, it's on my side. No. Sorry. yeah, I didn't remove it for your side. Sorry, it's on our side. No, all good. Yeah, the uh, yeah. the Dodgers or sorry, the Diamondbacks catcher situation. So I
2: think we're we're good to know there. All Gee. right. So the last question on everybody's minds here, well, really just ours, uh, is there any other teams or players throughout spring training that are that are worth mentioning that we have not talked about yet?
3: Okay. So we, did we talk, I think we talked about the Oscar Colas situation. Yeah. Or, okay. We did. Okay. A little um, bit, but don't worry. Oh, I don't need to go into too much in depth. It's a matter, it's a matter yeah. of, will they let him break camp and make a spot for him for you, man? Uh, well, mm-hmm. I've I mentioned some, okay. How about this one? Cause maybe people are still drafting him as a starter. I don't think he's going to break camp as a starter. Christopher morell He's played everywhere this spring, but a starting spot. Um, anytime there's, <laughs> anytime there's a roster with starters in it, morell is often not found in it. Morel has played center, short, other positions. He has, and third, everyone thought third base, you know, if you look at roster resource before the spring training started, he was plugged into the third base. He has since not taken a single start there this spring last I checked.
1: He's an interesting one, man. Like, And, and I'm talking about him
3: with a whole bunch of yeah. other people. Like,
1: I see him get drafted in these, like, TGFBIs and RASLAMS, like, kind of early. And I look at his numbers, and I look at his underlying stats, and I'm like, Why? And then, and I look at roster resource, I'm like, he doesn't actually have a spot. Like,
3: now he doesn't, was, yeah.
1: So it was just strange. And so I was always like, I'll take somebody else. But uh, it's very interesting that you
3: brought his name up. <laughs> so, Morell's a guy that, uh, it's he's toolsy, he has power, he has speed. Yeah, he also has little- swing, he also has swing and miss in his game. That's mm-hmm. really bad. And that's the big issue here, so even he- in sp- you. Ooh. Even in spring, it's forty-two point six oh, percent strikeout rate in spring. My God. But That's but bad. he also he also has four home runs and a stolen base and an eight ninety OPS. So the yeah. tools are there, very very toolsy power speed. But man, can he can he not hit a ball sometimes? So but the fact so the cool cool he's like flashing the tools we saw him last year. We also saw Morel lose playing time last year towards down, down the stretch mm-hmm. and was kind of infrequent playing time. You know blah blah. blah. Uh, he. I still think he'll factor in, you know, as a super util type because he could play all over the field. He'll get, you know, three games a week, maybe four. So he's not going to be completely like – he's not going to lock value completely, but he's not a guy that I see as a starter for a fantasy team coming in the regular season. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll make some cuts here and clear some space for him to play more. But anybody striking out 42% of the time in spring that has strikeout problems that didn't fix those and can't fix them against minor league pitching that he's facing most of the time – I have a hard time buying into him, improving it when the season starts, in spite of having the great those flashy tools we want for fantasy purposes. Now, an injury, sure, he might get an everyday role, or maybe just poor performance from Edwin Rios, Magical, etc., other guys that might be ahead of him right now. So I'm not ruling him out, but the fact that he's being drafted as a starter, when I just don't view him as one personally... Is where I'm like, yeah, there's a there's a disconnect there. So he's a guy that stood out to me in terms of in a negative way. And then I mentioned Joe Adele earlier was another name, just like he can't he can't last I checked that that shot got rate was also horrendous. And he, there's also also no path to playing time, but there is another Angels guy we could talk about here. I was
1: too. I was joking today, uh, or yesterday when I was when I was talking with Dap a little bit about like forty
3: three percent by the yeah. way
1: for Adele. Yeah, I was right, I, I sorted the 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 minor league or the spring training stats by um, by home runs. And I was like, oh look, there's Joe Adele. <laughs>
3: At the top. Four home Go. runs. Forty three percent forty one percent strikeout rate though. Yeah, so forty three percent. Yeah, he has like a two twenty batting average. I was like, Oh there, there's also that. Home <laughs> so, runner but he's home runner yeah. bus. He doesn't even walk. He has twenty two strikeouts, to just two walks. Yeah. So. in fifty in fifty plate appearances. Yeah, so. this Spring. Um so, another guy a question cool, from tools Michael Peterson. What do you think of the
1: Minnesota Twins rotation?
3: um i think it's kind of falling apart like not falling apart but it's kind of figuring itself out just because like guys like winder are not quite ready um last i checked anyway and i'm pulling it up right now because i i, I it's one thing i'll be the first one to admit i don't I mean, follow pablo Super.
1: lopez sunny gray joe ryan mm-hmm. tyler molly and, yeah. and then
3: that's the thing Ober's is getting squeezed yes i, I hate yeah, to say Ober, that i, I hate Ober that i really wish he back, could
1: get a chance
3: it goes back to a guy that had, like, gained in velocity early on in the spring, a guy who has really dominant control, like, really great control. But this is also, a, I mean, Sonny Gray, Molly, Maeda's coming guys, off injury, man. Lopez. These guys just don't stay healthy anyway, so I think Ober's yep. going to pitch plenty. So he's a guy that if you're grabbing... He should be in a multi-inning role just to stay ready to start. He's also very efficient, so Ober is not the type of guy that needs – like even if he has an 80-pitch limit on his first couple starts, he can get through five innings with him. He's just he's a super-efficient pitcher usually. Yeah. But Ober's a guy that um, I think he's the odd man out here as long as everyone's healthy, but I yep. think he'll pitch plenty because this team won't stay healthy the whole year. It's just yeah, – I, mean, I mean, they have they have guys that just no, just don't I mean, stay healthy. I mean,
1: Lopez, Gray, and
3: yeah, Maeda, Maeda, came, off, Maeda came off an injury last year. Maeda too. Yeah, so, so, yeah, that's why. So, I think Ober's the odd man out, but Ober will be – he's a guy that you can hold on to because, again, he'll pitch. He's going to provide innings, which will help. He's just one of those guys that I don't – he's not a guy I'm going to look to make a point to stash long-term, though. Like, if it's like a, like a week or two in, I'm like, oh, Ober's not starting yet. Do I like, – he's hard. He's not he's that not good. Worth, he's not He's that a streamable that good, guy. You know? he's, a, he's a solid yeah. guy in a deeper format because he can eat innings and be above average. But in terms of beyond that, he's just – he's not – He's not, he's not stash worthy is the problem. I don't look at him and think, Oh, I got to stash this guy.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. So I mean, well,
3: that is, uh, that
1: is it for the show, man. I want to, I want to thank you again for coming on. And before we let you go, uh, give you a chance to let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and social media or whatever. And, and what you got going on this season
3: um always a lot <laughs> uh so twitter is where you'll find i'll put all my work out there it's um at mike underscore kurland k-u-r-l-a-n-d um you mentioned the athletic the patrons the big thing patreon.com slash at uh, slash gt fantasy the youtube channel i've been trying to i do shorts every day i it's the I need, i'm gonna get back to live streaming a lot of baseball content coming up so uh, youtube.com slash at GTE fantasy, the letters GTE. If you look up GTE, you'll find my work. Those three letters, you can find anything involving it. It stands for gaining the edge. So, uh, yes, you want to gain the edge? Follow me. There it is. There's there's the cliche. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's all seriousness. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely, uh, man. Always. Really just always Twitter. Important. Twitter is the best place to get a hold of me yeah absolutely man
1: he, you yeah. do phenomenal work and uh that's why we that's why we'd like to have you every season so i appreciate it uh yeah that is it for you, uh for the show guys uh Mike we will bid adieu, and we will see you next time man so uh that being said, I think we are done the season starts next week we have a special yes. guest for you uh i did did rope in Mr dapp himself <laughs> for next Thursday's show. <laughs> It's always a fun one. It's our little fun tribute to opening day. You know, the random guys that hit two home runs and you're like, oh, man, they're on pays for like 300. You know, it's crazy <laughs> shit like that, right? You know, um, but, you know, we do we do dive into some real stats, too. But, you know, Dap's that's a funny guy. He's also very smart when it all comes to this, too. But uh, he he will. uh he will bring some entertainment along with with my with AJ and myself. So next Thursday is a fun show because there's really not a lot to go on. It's one day, but it's just fun to do, uh, and it's just you know celebrate opening day. So with that right. being said, again hit those subscribe buttons. Go go check out those plans, and uh, see you all next week. Opening day, baby. Peace.